I'm Daniel. My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And, and this, this is, is Grizzly Kiki. Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry. And Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm now considering a divorce. Hey! To get started, head over to WarbyPorkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Wait, wait, wait. Warby Porker? That's oh, a very different website. I was projecting. Very different. I mean, I project in all directions. Give them, give them that yeah. link one more time. So sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again, that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Porker. You'll regret it. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm, um, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's, um... My, you know, annual uh, pre-birthday frustrations are at a bit of a high. Our but... listeners are living in the post of your birthday. I know, I know, but they must know we're, we're recording this pre my, um, what are we calling this? My, uh, what birthday? My 35th birthday. The day before my 35th birthday. And um, Is there a name for that? Like how uh, Bicentennial is 50 and whatever. No? Bicentennial is 200. Bicentennial? Yeah. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Oh I wait! Am, what? Yeah, no. a bicentennial is celebrating the 200th anniversary. Are you calling me 200 years old? No. <laughs> wait, I thought bicentennial, Bicent- centennial celebration, bicentennial, oh, tricentennial, okay. quadricentennial. Um, I'm bad at math. No, I'm. I'm. I will. When this airs, I will have turned 35. Um, but yeah, I just I feel like every year leading up to my birthday, it's just like frustrations mount. Mm. Um, and literally, like I don't. I'm I'm not a big birthday person, uh-huh. so I'm very quiet about my birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would just like people to be um, courteous in the days leading up to my birthday, okay, and just not piss me off. And that's all I'll say. So just be nice to the people in your lives whose birthdays are approaching, or if you're their family <laughs> members, and don't piss them the fuck off, especially the day before their birthdays. It's not nice, right? I think that's good advice. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I'm dandy. Yeah. That's yeah. great. We had a four-day weekend. We did have a four-day weekend. We did. That's I, right. I won. I won, people, for the first time. Where, I won what did a, you win? At a casino, because you, you had this oh, right. really fun idea of us going to uh, is it Resorts World for July 4th, because 
you know, why not? Um, I didn't really want on want to go on the fourth, but it was the day that made the most sense yeah. for both of us. <laughs> um, but it was kind of fun. I mean, there were fireworks outside when we left. That's true. And I won forty dollars, so I came out with what I came in with and forty dollars. Mm. That's never happened before. Wow, that's all. It was I, very exciting. I think it's funny that you're like I won forty dollars because the time we went there, the last time we went there, I won. I technically also won like $40, but I was like, I won a hundred bucks because I pressed a button and then the machine was like, you won a hundred dollars. And I was like, yay, I won a hundred dollars. I wasn't like doing the math again. I'm bad at math mm-hmm. again. If there's anything I've learned from all of these um, videos we've been watching leading up to I've like... I've been watching. Well, I, I listen. You complain about watching them. Because they're very confusing to me, but... <laughs> But I have retained things. Shut up, Robert. I think and you. I think you don't see value in them. <laughs> I, well, because to me, I'm just. I know because I told you last night. I think they're valuable in that you get to see actual gameplay mm. and understand how these. Like you know, when the real stop, I'm no longer like. Uh, what does that mean? Like, I understand that if there's like certain combinations or I know where to look on the slot machine uh-huh. for like the guide that tells you like this is worth this and that and the other. I didn't know that existed before. Hmm. Um, but it's not I, I don't feel like I'm and then maybe this is just me convincing myself of this, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm, you know, throwing my money down the toilet just so I can sit there and watch a machine like make noise for five minutes That's you know true. i'm like well if this is not working i'm going to cash out and move and on move to on. something else yeah. and you know um i think your advice about trying out machines that have the more traditional looking reels mm-hmm. is a lot better because yeah. it's it's also simpler gameplay mm-hmm. i think and and a little easier to understand yeah so, yeah i didn't necessarily learn that from the videos that i've been watching but i have been doing some research because we are we're leaning toward leaning toward heading toward we're on the cusp we're on the cusp of a vacation that will involve a lot of um a lot of casinos mm-hmm. so yeah are we going to talk about our vacation or no we'll talk I about it at the end of the episode yeah okay yeah so anyway um yeah uh so i lost at the casino i was also there um <laughs> and um yeah there was a machine with cherries on it and the man sitting next to me had really bad breath it was just it was not great um but i um i lost all all hundred of the dollars that i had set aside for for that day but it was fun i had we had fun i think we had fun it was weird that the casino was like very understaffed that day did you you didn't feel that at all oh yeah that poor guy at the food court yeah so Resorts World has a food court and the day that we went they had this whole thing where um where they had all these deals on specific meals and some of the places were closed. Mm-hmm. Like they had a uh, they had a deal on like a burger and the burger place was straight up closed. Yeah. I'm sure they found, you know, it was hard to find people who were going to work on the 4th of July. Right. I don't know. I just I find it hard to believe that a casino can't find employees. That just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, but I also grew up going to, I, I went to Atlantic City every summer growing up. Um, and maybe we'll learn more about that in the next segment. Um, we also watched a lot of movies and like TV shows during our long break, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I mean, it was a four day weekend. <laughs> right. that, that has not happened in a while. So, so we watched the movies Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody back to back. 
And the the only reason I'm mentioning that we watch them back to back is because I'm going to compare them to each other, even though there's no point in comparing the two because it's two different. It's two different stories, two different musicians. Um, well, a, a, a band and a and a musician, right? Yeah. Because well, Elton John was never considered like Elton John and... No, no you know, he was never a band. Right. Well, two mu- well, listen, we're comparing two musicians. Like, let's be honest. Well, no, I'm comparing the, mov- the, the, the movies, not the musicians. Yeah. But I think that they can be compared. That's just it. Because they, they came out so close to one another. I the mean, musicians we- or the movies? The, the movies. Oh. <laughs> um, I see what you were doing there. No, no, no. I wasn't doing that at all, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I see similarities in Elton John and Freddie Mercury, but I'm not trying to compare them to each other. I'm trying to compare the storytelling elements of each movie. Yeah, the films, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my overall thing oh and you know what i'm just gonna rip the band-aid off right now spoiler alert if you have not seen rocket man or bohemian rhapsody we're probably about to spoil it for you so that's what's going to happen so skip to the next segment Mm because that's what we're talking about until we take a break so um i thought that rocket man as a movie itself was a much better film overall and the storytelling elements they used in the film were more compelling Mm-hmm. overall but i thought freddie mercury's story was more compelling like his his actual his history mm-hmm. as a musician and as a person was more compelling in my opinion well i think they were compelling in different ways but i, I will agree with you that and i and i i think you're correct in your or rather i agree completely with you saying that the storytelling was a little more compelling in rocket man because while they were using this fantastical element, we're doing spoilers, right? So yes, we're, yes. Okay. I've already, I've already of, warned of everyone. Elton John <laughs> basically being at AA or some sort of counseling meeting, and it was almost like he was reliving his story or telling. It was very hard to like, you know, um, I guess see from what perspective this was being told, right? Because there was no like narrator. You would just, it would just cut. To, you know, uh, to to him being at this meeting. Elton was his own narrator, basically, in the movie. Um, Um, What I thought was interesting. So the movie starts out, Elton John walks into an AA meeting dressed in this, like, ridiculous outfit. Amazing. It's an amazing outfit. Like a rooster or like a phoenix or something. A rooster with horns. Mm -hmm. Um, And the whole movie is told from the perspective of, like, that Elton. That Elton who showed up to that AA meeting. Is it weird that my immediate thought was like, what a dick. You just walked into an AA meeting and made it all about you. (laughs) Is that fucked up? I mean, Elton John is a is a queen through and through. So I'm not surprised. I was not surprised, but I was still like, what a dick. Like you just there are other people in this room and you're not asking how they're doing. I'm sure that that Elton John was like, (laughs) well, I'm going to bring some life to this AA meeting. I mean, that's what like it looked like that being said the movie itself it felt like rob marshall directed it because Mm -hmm. the all every single experience that elton went through in his life was set to music whereas in bohemian rhapsody whenever anyone was singing or playing instruments it was because they were performing well it's it's like what you said is that um rocket man seems like it's just pre-packaged to be a broadway show absolutely or came from a broadway and show. and if they don't turn it into a broadway show missed opportunity because it's 
You don't, you think they? No, it, like it, it, it's like it, it, in a, like leave it as it is. It is a movie. Let's leave it like that, and let's make a musical about something else. Listen, you're talking from the space of an Elton John fan. Not. Oh no, 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 not even that. No, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't believe you, but let's. No, I'm (laughs) saying. Stop. What I'm saying is we don't need to make a like a movie into a Broadway musical. We don't need to turn a Broadway musical into a movie. Like if that is where it came from, let's let it live in that space because it was really good in that space. And let's come up with something totally new for the other genre i guess or or medium you know like and and it's something that i just feel because it's like everything on broadway seems like it's a movie you know it's like oh let's turn spider-man into a musical let's turn okay and i'm just tired of that with stuff like you know with your spider-mans and your you know Mm -hmm. legally blondes and all that it's a little ridiculous Mm -hmm. i think with rocket man it's already so the the thing for me is when when Broadway wants to turn a Hollywood movie into a musical, right? Every time that happens, the story gets watered down to the point where it's like family friendly because they want as much reach as possible. You know, look at Wicked or uh, Legally Blonde even. You know, there was a lot of as as fluffy as that movie was. And I love that movie. Um, they watered it down. Hairspray, even hairspray, is a perfect example of how much they like they watered down the race element of the story uh, for Broadway. So, um, my thing is with Rocket Man, I feel like it is already perfectly packaged. That all they need to do is take what happened on the screen and make sure that it happens on stage. And you know, with Elton John behind it, I'm sure that they can do it. My thing is, I agree with you that they should not be turning movies into musicals and musicals into movies. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, I don't agree with that second part. I like when they turn musicals into movies, and I'm very excited for the in the in the Heights movie. But um, but I think the the reason that they shouldn't turn movies into musicals doesn't exist within rocket man i think rocket because rocket man is already such like a um like it's it's such a perfect film and a perfect musical i think they could very easily turn it into a broadway show and they would make buckets of money like just so much so many houses paid by this musical you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's my only point but that has nothing to do with how much we enjoyed the movie the movie itself is fucking genius the the thing that they did, and I'm sure, okay, so the one, my one issue with the storytelling in Bohemian Rhapsody is that everything was like so fantastical. For example, the first time we hear Bohemian Rhapsody, or like any part of Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury is making out with his girlfriend on the floor, and they're underneath the piano. He <laughs> reaches up with one hand and plays the dum 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 with one hand. And then his girlfriend's like, ooh, that's great. And he's like, yeah, it has potential. And it's like, that was a very fantastical moment. Yes, it is loosely based on truth in that Freddie Mercury had been playing that part of Bohemian Rhapsody for people years before they went into the studio to record it. But the way that it was put in there, it was like, I didn't believe it. You know, like if you're going to create this like – like the the moment when Freddie introduces himself to the other members of Queen mm-hmm. in the parking lot and then just starts singing for them out of nowhere, I guarantee you that never happened. Well, they 
you read that it didn't yeah, happen. Right. But like, I believed that moment. They all knew each other before that. Right. But it's but but it I made but for... I believed it and it made for a more compelling mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. But then there's moments like there were far too many moments like the part with Bohemian Rhapsody and the piano mm-hmm. um that I was like I don't believe this is real. But that being said, Rami Malek, like his performance in that movie pretty much saves the whole thing. Like am I wrong in saying that? Oh, I I I thought that he was fantastic. I mean, he did win the Oscar for it. Not that that's a measure. Yes. But I um I was kind of stunned at not not just how much he looked at him, but how evocative he was of Freddie Mercury's presence. Um considering he didn't he didn't know who he was basically before that. Exactly. And just the mannerisms and like, you know, when they showed side by side comparisons that you can find on the internet of the performances, he he put his work in yeah. to really paying homage and respect to this iconic performer. And so that I think is what really I wouldn't say saved the movie because everybody else was pretty good. I think it was just that it was a very um in 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 many ways like and and considering that like rocket man used a lot of broadway dreamlike sequences to convey like when um oh. when when elton john was being taken to rehab and like then there was this like dance sequence of him in a hospital where it was like whoa okay but this works right but we knew where we were being led. Yeah. In Bohemian Rhapsody, this, it wasn't being, ah, like the invented things were not being separated out mm-hmm. the way you would normally, you know, do and, and turn it into this like fantastical version. It was just very casual. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you were like, wait, but not even Freddie Mercury does that, you know, like. Right just the the everything just seemed too convenient sometimes you know like he's just gonna say this and it's gonna happen and it's like yeah and then of course those things that you look up because they just seem so um like microwaved Mm -hmm. turns out that they were right and so that's the you know but i think that that it it's very telling of a movie that's that's made about somebody while they're still alive Right. So like Elton, I mean, Elton John was also involved heavily in his movie, in the movie about him. He'd also um, been trying to make that movie for about 20 years. It. And I think it's interesting that considering he'd been trying to make it and then it was made and he was so heavily involved that it was not this like, you know, masturbatory vanity project. Yeah. Because they showed him at his worst as it had been reported because you can't really hide most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, you know, kind of picked an, an, an end point which is when he when he you know went and came out of rehab and that was it yeah um but with freddie mercury it's like you could essentially have him do almost anything to convey the end you know the story that led to the true end results because well he's not here anymore and even though like you said his bandmates were consulted about how things happened they were consulted it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to represent you know the gospel truth in that's the movie, true if that makes any sense it does i mean i i still wonder why i mean i i i guess no one will know because it was like a private moment but the scene where freddie freddie tells his bandmates that he has aids it just it was so it started out so tasteless mm. the fact that he was like i've got it 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not, it wasn't an audition. Like it's, it's like a, it was at the time it was, mm-hmm. it was something very serious and scary. I just wonder if Freddie Mercury, Freddie, Freddie Mercury was really as flippant as he was portrayed in the movie. Cause that's the mm-hmm. only thing that I guess bugged me a little bit was that like, from, from what I know, you know, I don't know a ton about him, but mm-hmm. he was a, a much more, um, kind of had a little more gravitas, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But I, don't mm-hmm. know. I thought they were both excellent movies, beautifully made. Um, the script though, the script of from oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, it really, it yeah. really held that movie back dialogue a lot. Was bad. A lot, a lot. Bad dialogue. Woof. But again, a really fun movie to watch. Absolutely. Especially I if like fully plan on watching it again. You don't know who Queen is. Or you know Queen and like some of their music. I mean, like, I like some of their music. I don't know all of it. But I was just like, oh, and that song and that song. And, like, we listened to Queen, like, basically all the rest of the weekend. Right. Because it was like, oh, my God, all these songs that, like... I was listening to Queen today. I listened to, like, four different versions of Don't Stop Me Now because I, uh, well... That's not really the song that I'm that I'm surprised no one has covered because it was in Glee and mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be making uh, like a like comeback, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and the the it's first time it's having a renaissance, yeah, probably because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I'm surprised that no one has sampled or remade Radio Gaga. Like no, when I say no one, I don't mean no one because obviously people have done it. But I mean like some big pop star because that the the melody of Radio Gaga is so catchy and so um, like is so perfect for today and how everyone is mm-hmm. looking at uh, like disco and electronica to influence their music nowadays. It it fits perfectly. Oh, I would love a resurgence of disco and Lady Gaga if you're listening. Well, that's what she was named. First after. of all, hi, what an honor. Secondly, um, if 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 you have it in you, I would love to hear a cover of La- of Radio Gaga from you because I feel like she would strike the perfect balance between rock and electronica to bring it into today's world and give it just like a taste of disco, like just a touch of disco, mm. you know? Yeah, because it's all there. Mm-hmm. It also just it would be great to have it be the song that you were. The, that was the reason you were named Lady Gaga. Be I don't know if your next single or maybe just like a, oh, you a really bonus are track. Talking to Lady Gaga, I right really now. am talking uh, to Lady Gaga right now. Um, really, just your next single or a um, a bonus track. Even I just I would love to hear her do a cover of Radio Gaga, even if it was just something she did at a concert. I think that would be lovely. Um, and um, yeah, I just I. I'm excited to rewatch both of these movies actually because it made me um it made me interested I okay so I can say with absolute certainty I've never been interested in any of Elton John's music. I can say that I purposely yeah go ahead and gag. Um I purposely have avoided his music because I just don't care for it. And this movie made me like it but because we watched Bohemian Rhapsody right after we watched Rocket Man, I'm pretty much only listening to Queen. Well, right Elton now. John is a very specific, like, uh huh. Go on. Elton John's <laughs> music is sad. Like, let's not let's be oh, yeah. very clear. It comes from a very deep seated place of pain. Yeah. And if you've ever heard, it, in after I think it was after his rehab, 
a few years later, he came out um, with an album entitled Made in England. And Pain is one of the songs on there. And it really sums up like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his music is very sad, even yeah. though it is quite, you know, like uh, vibrant, I mm-hmm. guess. It is very sad because he was coming from a very sad place for most of his career. Right. Um, and I think Queen, it's, it's different because it's... Um, See, I feel like Queen, I feel like the other band members didn't realize that they were uh, they were processing Freddie's sadness or Freddie's loneliness specifically through all of the songs. Because mm-hmm. like all of the music they did, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, there's a million, uh, a million theories about what the song itself is about. But I feel like it was, you know, Freddie mm-hmm. dealing with all of his demons through song, you know, mm-hmm. Um and then you have uh, I I I want to break free. Mm-hmm. Like that song is obviously I mean, it's a coming out anthem, right? I mean, look at the video, right? <laughs> Which they got in big trouble for at the time right. too. Um, I just feel like in their catalog, there are a mm-hmm. lot of songs where it's like, oh, you were struggling with something, yeah. and this is like I also it. grew up with Elton John, mm-hmm. like playing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, to be honest with you. I have not been able to listen to a lot of the music that I grew up with uh, since my mom passed away. So it's just like, right. that is what it is. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but um, watching or rather kind of listening to Rocket Man, because I was sewing at the time, um, it it really just brought up a lot of emotions and mm-hmm. not bad ones. They were good ones, but I had yeah. forgotten how much I enjoy his music because yeah. I have stayed away from it so long for my own you know, like personal reasons, because it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I think that they're both. Um, that was both- the other thing about Rocket Man that I loved, like that I love the most about it is that it took Elton John's catalog. Ooh, I almost couldn't say that word. <laughs> it took Elton John's catalog, and it helped with telling his story. Like they didn't have to change any of the words or anything. Mm-hmm. It just it helped with the storytelling completely as mm-hmm. it was. And they just you know assigned parts to different people. Like the yeah. the introduction um, where they do the bitches back, and it's mm-hmm. him talking to his younger self. Mm-hmm. It was genius. Or the um, this famous photo that I didn't even remember existed of him playing the piano, but he's also jumping in the air and his legs are up in the air behind him. They turned that into a moment where everyone, where he's floating in in the air and so is the rest of the audience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I think that where, where there were artistic liberties taken in Bohemian Rhapsody, it didn't really pay off every time. But in Rocket Man... They were enjoyable. They were fun. They added to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. They enhanced it. Oh, they, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it. Um, again, I think it is. It is. It is a mark of the person about whom the movie is being made being alive versus right. them not. Because as picky as Elton John is, he's not going to co-sign on something. Right that right you we know. know that already so yeah. I, I i think that that's um that's really what we were seeing but it was oh great. and i think my point with coming back to that was that i didn't know the entire catalog but i was still fully able to enjoy the mm-hmm. movie yeah so yeah um let's take a break and um we'll be right back 
Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the key key going. We're back, and it's time to talk about our childhoods. <laughs> Yay! So we've been um, we've been binge watching the new season of Stranger Things, and there's a lot of. Uh, like nostalgic stuff in this current season. I mean, there's been nostalgic stuff this whole time, mm-hmm. but I feel like because we are now living in the year that we were both born, we're seeing a lot of things that were part of pop culture, essentially, mm-hmm. when we were young. Yeah. Um, and so we figured it would be a fun exercise to ask each other questions about our childhood and um, and sort of like, you know, get to know each other through our childhood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you want to um, do you want to ask the first question? Is that how we're going to do this? Yes. Okay. You okay? So the way we're going to do this to keep ourselves honest is we're going to ask Siri mm-hmm. to pick a number between one and one hundred, mm-hmm. and then and yeah, we have a list of yeah. Of you you Robert will ask her the first number, mm-hmm. and then I will ask you that question, and then we'll go vice versa. Okay. Or since she's closer to you, you can just ask her all the numbers, and we'll go from there well my series doing something right now so i'm gonna ask alexa pick a number between one and 100 okay so Boom. question 65 on this list is who was your best friend as a child Ooh. okay so i didn't i didn't have um <laughs> i didn't have a best friend for too long um <laughs> and we're off um but the one that i guess i would um the one that I, I guess I would attribute to this question or whatever, the one that I'm going to point out is my friend Jeremy. He um, he was my friend uh, starting in the fourth grade. I um, I went to Catholic school up until the third grade and then some weird shit went down um, as is, you know, as tends to happen in the Catholic church. Uh, and I was removed and put in uh, public school. And so we lived across the street from each other and, you know, we became friends and, you know, we were basically friends until like 10th grade hmm. when we funny enough fought over a girl. <laughs> um, but it's funny because he lives in the neighborhood where I work and he's reached out to have, um, he actually reached out to have an author cause he works for a publishing company um, and I don't think the book has come out yet cause we're supposed to have the author on the podcast, but they're working on a book for children. That's about a prince who likes to dress in drags in se- drag in secret. So I hope that it happens cause I would love to, to know more. Yeah. And I would also fun. love to reconnect mm-hmm. with Jeremy. So, um, do we want to like then get your answer or just no, move on I don't, to the next I don't question? think that we should answer the same question. Okay. I like that. So. Your turn. Alexa, pick a number between 1 and 100. Your random 36. Ooh, okay. What were your pet's names? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with my very first pet because that's the 
Well, give me one, because I know you had a lot of dogs growing up, so give me no, one dog. I didn't have a lot of dogs. You did have a lot I of dogs. I had a lot of hamsters and guinea pigs. Oh. I've only had probably less than five dogs, if I can. But anyway, um, my pet's name was Fluppy, and she was this um, mutt that I got at Christmas, I think when I was like five. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But um I just, I loved her so much. I don't know where the name came from. Mm-hmm. I Even like, even at like 10 or 11, I would try and remember why mm-hmm. I called her Fluffy. Maybe I was trying to say Fluffy. Um, that makes sense. But I don't know. But she was just like... Was she Fluffy? No. Okay. She was like, not not <laughs> terribly... She kind of had, they were not very long hair. I just remember she was really sweet, mm-hmm. was kind of spotted. Okay. Or modeled, rather. Um, yeah, she was just great. I loved her. And then she got stolen. Aww. And that was really sad. But, um, yeah, that was, that was that. And then in my house, we just had hamster upon hamster upon hamster upon hamster. I don't know how many we had, but it didn't matter. Uh, they were all called Olivia. Oh, after the, the great mouse detective. Or rather, you're right, Olivia, because my that my brother would name them. Um, and then we had <laughs> any like at at a certain point we were like breeding guinea pigs because uh-huh. we got two. One was a boy, one was a girl, and they get pregnant just by sneezing on one another. And they were all called Herbie because my brother loved the the Love Bug movies about wow. the, the the VW bug, and he was called Herbie. So we had Herbie the first, Herbie the second, Herbie the third. When we stopped having hamsters, all the, the girl guinea pigs were Olivia the first, Olivia the second, and you know there wasn't a lot of so variety. Many Olivia's. We also had a dog named Gizmo because he looked like Gizmo from. <laughs> um, gremlins some from the gremlins yeah i want to know about the lizard tell me tell the listeners about the lizard which one you had more than one yes i had more okay than so one. this is what i was talking about when i said give me one dog and then i want to hear about the other animals oh, you had because well, you had lots of other so pets i had a lizard i had two three i can't remember how many there were but i remember it all started out and my mother was horrified because we had to create these like bio kind of biodomes out of soda bottles in oh. in high school for uh, biology Science. and I don't know if we were assigned lizards anyway I ended up making one for a lizard and the lizard survived it was like one of those little green thingies so you got a baby lizard put it in your biodome and then the lizard survived and you were like fuck now I have to raise it. and you. I brought it home got a little tank for it uh-huh. and then that lizard died and then I got the one I remember their name was Marius and it's because I was reading um the fuck was I reading? I was the reading Three Musketeers. No, I was reading. Um, Isn't that God. where Marius is from? The no. Three Musketeers. Well, not well. No, hold on. Um, my God, I was reading the Vampire Chronicles at the time by Anne ah. Rice, and one of the main vampires is named Marius. I really liked the name, and I really liked the character. And this lizard I bought had sharp teeth. So there you go. He also had this tail that was like a foot and a half long, but he was like his body was maybe like. I don't know, like as big as my thumb. Wow. So he would propel himself out of his tank when we would try and feed him and go missing for like days on end and then reappear when he was hungry. And so we had him for like a year or two. Hmm. And then he died because he went to like jump toward a cricket to eat it, Hmm. but instead ate a rock. (gasps) Oh, no. I feel like 
not to be whatever, but I feel like that's how our turtle's going to die. But anyway, uh, uh, she eats rocks and we have to yell at her well, to not eat the rocks. That's anyway, um, my turn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alexa, pick a number to, between one and a hundred. Oh, okay. Who cared for the pets? <laughs> Fed them, cleaned up after them, took them for walks, etc. Not me. Well, I grew up with two cats. And I don't remember who took care of them, but it wasn't me. I'll tell you that. You just uh, I just them around by their tails. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. I was terrible to those cats. You were Elmira. I was Elmira. I was awful. <laughs> Th- but those, I mean, it's it's weird because my sister, my sister really wanted, I guess, cats. I wanted a dog the whole time. Um, and my parents got me one of those dolls that you fill with water. But it was a like a puppy. Coming out of the water babies. It was like a water baby, but it was a puppy. And um, the guy who used to live, who lived in our house before us, um, he was in a home, and he got out, and then came back to what he thought was still his house, and stole my fucking water puppy. So like, I had this one opportunity. He like broke in. He broke into the garage, and I don't know why, but my puppy was in the garage. And so he stole them and left like a bunch of nails. Like my dad had uh, coffee cans full of nails for some reason. And he like knocked all of them over. That's creepy. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't. So you he never wasn't saw in his your right water mind. puppy again? Never again. It was sad. Aww. I remember we came home from church and he was gone. I was heartbroken. And they didn't get you another one? No. Yeah. That makes me sad. What, is, what a sad exercise this has turned into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think this machine is not picking the right questions. Yeah. Um, my turn, right? Yeah. Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 100. Your random number. Okay. Number 24. Uh, did your first childhood home have a telephone? Okay, so we definitely need to skip some of these. Yes. <laughs> Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 100. Uh, 73 i feel good about 73 okay what was your favorite toy to play with uh oh my god i don't remember now really i guess off the top of my head it would be like my batmobiles okay yeah my batmobiles and the little like fat batman batman figurines because i was a big like batman fan Mm -hmm. growing up so every christmas or like birthday we got the um Mind you, we always had two Batmobiles at home because of each one because both my brother and I loved Batman. So we each got the same one every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so we wouldn't fight. Not even that. No, because we didn't really fight over sharing toys. I just think it was like we played with them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like my brother didn't want like he's very like, you know, new in box like type of oh so he doesn't like to play with his toys he just wants to stare at them yeah which has not really changed right so but (laughs) i would like play with them my mother would set uh at one point set up what a lot of people thought was a clothesline but it was not it was a zip line for my batman dolls oh my god she she put she made a little backpack for them that had a pulley you know like so i could zip like i could strap him in and zip line him to the batmobile that's so cool yeah so, I mean, we could never really figure out how to get him into the, like, direct, like, you know, like he would in the cartoon, but we pretended. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's So really that's cool. why we play with a lot. That and, like, I don't know, coloring books probably, but the Batmobiles are the ones that, like, stand out. I wish I still had them. They were so much fun. Who is your favorite Batman in the movies? Ooh. 
None. Great. Well, because like I grew up with the cartoon, mm-hmm. and then also the like the show from the '60s. So I guess Adam West, mm. because it was very campy Batman. Yeah, and and I know the comic books were terribly dark. Um, so the cartoon and the movies that followed were more true. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, Michael Keaton was a really good Batman. Yeah, he's kind of the only one. He was really good. Terrifying as Batman, even though you knew he was, like, doing good. Mm -hmm. But I think he really um, hit on the, the, like, unhinged aspect of Batman. Because he is, you know what I mean? Like, his parents died, so he became this, like, vigilante. Yeah. Um, It just sucks because the Christian Bale movies are really good, but they're not good because of him. No, he's he's uh he's like playing he's playing at being Michael Caine, not Michael Caine. Jesus, Michael Christ. Keaton. He, I swear, he is playing at being like Michael Keaton's Batman because he even does like mm. the thing with his voice that Michael Keaton would do. Because none of the other Batmans that I can remember had uh, dramatically different voices in and out of drag. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, in and out <laughs> of Batman, in, out of in, in, in and out of Batman drags. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bat drags. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, my turn. Alexa, pick a number between 1 and 100. You're randomly on six. <clears throat> All right, it's not a good one. Well, we could just pick... Yeah, do 55. Okay. Uh, were there any topics that were off limits at the family dinner table? And if so, which topics? Mm, interesting. Um, I don't remember there being topics that were off limits at the dinner table specifically until i came out that was the moment where everything changed pretty much but um and the only reason i i knew that was because i felt like so i came out to my parents they freaked out and tried to get me to go to therapy to make me straight and then we didn't talk about it for a really long time so I was like, I have to do something. I have to change this because we're not talking about it. And I feel like we're not making any progress. So I started bringing it up at the dinner table. And my when I tell you, my dad would pick up his plate and walk into the other room as soon as I brought it up. Hmm. So that is the only topic. I'm pretty sure that is the only topic that was off limits at the dinner table because we spent, I mean, we spent most dinners watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. So, uh, yeah. But I don't think... Did you guys have stuff that was off topic? Or off topic? Off limits? I mean, you've met my family. Yeah, that's... It's, it's really weird because... I I mean, no. I mean, if you got, like, too sassy about something... Like, attitude was definitely not allowed at the dinner table or living room if we would watch TV in front of... If we would eat dinner in front of the TV. Like, I think it was just, like, whatever discussion we were going to have, let's mm-hmm. just, like, have it. With yeah. a you know, with a certain like modicum of respect for one another, mm-hmm. but we just like talked and hashed everything out. Hmm. So dinner, most yeah. dinners that I the dinners I remember were my mom complaining about work and my dad going mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he was facing the TV and she had her back to the TV, so she would just like vent about her day and my dad would pretend like he was listening see yeah i couldn't do like if i'm gonna vent you're gonna listen Mm. and you're going to interact because then what's the point of you know unless unless i specifically stayed i am just venting right because that's the difference but 
Well, the funny thing is, is that my mom was just venting because whenever my dad would provide a solution to one of her problems, then all hell would break loose. <laughs> so it was like, very I interesting. I did not ask. I just wanted somebody to listen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 100. Your random number is 45. I don't like Oh, I don't want to ask that question. Um, Alexa. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna do number forty-eight. Okay. Okay. Um. So number forty-eight is what was your favorite meal growing up? Oh my god, rice and beans with anything on the side. Really? Yes. On the side? No, no. Rice and beans. Yeah. And then anything that accompanied it. It just had to have rice and beans. Just white rice and red kidney beans. Hmm. Soupy. On top of the rice, not mixed in, just varying, yeah. You are very particular about how, like, how beans are, where they are, when they're on your plate. They can't be cooked into the rice. Nope, because it's too dry. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like beans that are just, like, beans in a thin liquid, because that's gross it's like they came out of the can okay like in my house it was always like sauteed with onions some sort of tomato base Mm -hmm. bay leaf lots of seasoning Mm -hmm. and you know it it had it had um some body to it Mm -hmm. so that it didn't just like seep into the rice Hmm. you know like i liked i like my beans to be soupy but i don't want it to just be like liquid and beans Hmm. you know Makes sense. Um, you know, use your recaito in the pan to mm-hmm. like, like you know, there, it's a it's a thing, mm-hmm. you know, because like even most restaurant beans, I'm like, you're not into it, no, because no. it's like you know they're producing it in volume, that's and so true. It, they're not terribly good. Like my mother made the most amazing red kidney beans, hmm. and I always wanted them what I called gritty, which it wasn't that the, like I was really little, I they, they weren't gritty. It's that I wanted. I wanted it to have a lot of chopped garlic because it was... Oh, okay. You know, you'd have texture. Right. So, yeah. Oh, God, um, the rice and beans are so good. I just, I feel like if the rice and beans are a little dry, it's an opportunity to put some hot sauce on it. That's how I see That's it. That's a given. But if you really want a specific, I always liked rice and beans with fried chicken or fried pork chops. Oh, see, there you go. With some kind of fried protein. Fried, fried food. Accompanying yeah. it. Or like uh, um, my grandmother would make these, uh, they call it cube steak, the one that looks like it's like, right? And she would dip it in egg and like fry it so that the egg, like I could never successfully do this, mm-hmm. but it was almost like the steak was encased in a scrambled egg, like yeah. in an omelet. And it was like when done right, like it wasn't, it was just amazing. Isn't that called like Frances or something like that? Where it's just the egg. My mom used to do that with chicken. Viste con huevo. That was like, yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the technical term for it, but I would never mm. attempt that because I just know I would like fuck it up. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Is it me or you? I forget. I think it's you. Oh, Alexa, pick a number between one and one hundred. Your random number. Is it a good one? Oh. <laughs> I mean, do you want to answer that one? No. What kinds of games or activities did you play with your pets? I mean, my pets are pretty sedentary. I mean, you pulled like... them by your tail, by their tails, so we kind of covered that. Well, okay. So, um, in the sixth grade, I decided to do a science project using my cats, 
And what I did was I tested out their um, I, I would play music for them at different volumes and tested out their reactions to it. Obviously, because cats have a lower, is it a lower tolerance for sound? Or like their sound is louder for them, mm-hmm. basically. They're more sensitive. They're more, yeah. right. They're more sensitive. So I basically, I, I had them listen to music at different volumes. And then I just like made note of what their reaction was. Um, and sometimes I would play sound effects or something different and see what their reaction was. I mean, it was all That's a clever, it was just all a clever ruse to torture them some more because, you know, Elmira. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Your turn. <laughs> Alexa. Pick a random number between 1 and 100. Oh. Yeah, this is very pet heavy. No. You pick one for me then. Let's see. Oh, okay. This one's kind of nice. Uh, what kinds of sounds and smells do you remember when you first woke up in the morning from your childhood? Sound and smells. Oh, coffee and makeup. Wow. Yep. Coffee. Well, at least... Okay, so, so I grew up... Um, I grew up staying most of the time with my grandparents because they were just closer to my school, which I've said a million times. Right. But so that was always just like eggs, you know, like eggs frying in lard, like that very uh, distinctive, almost non-smell that lard has. Mm -hmm. And it was always coffee, obviously. But the one that sticks in my mind is coffee and makeup because my mom would get up before us because she wore a full face of makeup every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember just like the smell of um, like setting powder and foundation um, and coffee. Yeah. That's, you know, because we had like cereal for breakfast most of the time. So it wasn't like a particular smell, but that that's what I really um, like remember Mm -hmm. and perfume, of course, of some sort. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, you were gonna say oh no you pick i forget oh i was gonna say why don't we each we'll do one more but why don't we like pick a question for yeah let's go through the list and go to one of the maybe to one of the pages that we didn't make it to and Mm -hmm. pick a question for each person oh okay all right it's not really a question that's on here but um you went off script i went off script so i know that you and your brother shared a room for a really long time and um so I want to know what was like one of the biggest fights that you ever had. Like, tell me all about it. Damn, I'm trying to remember. There were a lot. Well, pick one. Well, there the were most like memorable a one. lot, but it was just like, oh, <gasps> um, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So my brother did a lot of things growing up. Mm-hmm. One of the ones where I remember we. We fought. Oh, he's going to be so embarrassed, but I don't care. So my brother would do things a little differently than most people. Mm-hmm. And so I remember for the longest time, for a good month, there was this very strange smell in our bedroom. And couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, I know this story. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is going to be embarrassed. Go he ahead. Is, keep going. Whatever. <laughs> um... Listen, he hit me with a two bar four once because he wanted to play baseball and was pissed at me. So Listen, he's a little he was a little kid at the time. It's yeah. not a reflection of him as no, a, he was a little a shit as a kid. Yeah. I love him, but he was a little shit. So I don't know why in in in, in the course of, of of this very strange smell, and mind you, I couldn't figure out what it was, even though it was quite obvious what it was, mm-hmm. like in retrospect. So one day I'm I, I decide to tear apart the room and I'm like, 
maybe a, a mouse died or something, right? Maybe, I don't know, whatever. Do you remember what you maybe thought it could be or like something similar that it smelled like? I don't even know because I think that what I was smelling, I was like, no. You know, when you're just like, no, why would that, like, why would it smell like that in our bedroom? Okay. <laughs> so I was like, nah, like my nose is broken. It's something else mm-hmm. and whatever. Right. And I'm, and I'm not saying what it is for a very specific reason until I get there. Right. So my brother had a lot of these like, um, you know, those like very gendered toys, you know, like, uh, like a vacuum cleaner, you know, or whatever with the little balls in it. But what he did, he, <laughs> he had this golf set that was a plastic golf container, like the golf bag. Mm-hmm. And then it had little clubs in it and all that stuff. And so I decided, like it was in the corner of our room and I decided to move it and I heard sloshing. And I thought that was strange and mm-hmm. it was really heavy. And, and that's when I was like, Oh, this is where the smell's coming from. And my brother had been using it to pee in at night because he had seen some movie that involved a hospital where they had bedpans. So, when you you know what a bedpan is, right? Yeah, I know How, like, what it is. The patients would pee in it at night, and then it gets emptied or whatever. So to him, he was like, "Oh, I like." I had to use it once when I had my blood clot, and I was mortified. Oh, well, remember that? Go. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, <laughs> at least I think I think that's the explanation. We're gonna go with with, with that to the explanation is because I'm you know don't want to embarrass me too much, but that was that was his whole explanation. And mind you, my brother was like six right or seven you know so he this is also the child who saw the rocketeer and thought he could fly so he tied a towel on his around his neck and climbed up onto our refrigerator so you know my my brother did a number of things growing up that were a little cuckoo quite an imagination yeah so anyway that was that was the smell was a month worth of nighttime pee oh no it was a i was just what happened after that did you tell anybody or did you just like, oh absolutely it? i started screaming because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like saturday when we were cleaning and you know mm-hmm. the saturdays were cleaning days and i was just like this is enough like i don't know what like what this smell is and like it had kind of a little cover to it so i think that's what was stopping it from being so pungent mm. um but your mom didn't your mom didn't smell it i hadn't mentioned it well, I'm not saying about you mentioning no. it. Your mom did not smell it. No, because she didn't really come into our room because we always, like, so our room was always clean. We folded all our own laundry. Like, there was never any, like, she, like our door was open. She'd come in, but it was never like, I'm going to come in and have to clean the room for you. Right. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, here's all your laundry folded. No, because, like, we would fold our laundry. So... But your mom never was like, let me do a random inspection. No. Hmm. No. I mean, we were like weird kids growing up where we just basically did whatever our parents told us to do. So there was never, you know, like go to bed meant we went to bed and, you know, whatever. So, no. So there was no random. So when I was just screaming, my mother came in and I was like, (laughs) I was like, you need to do something about your son. (laughs) And And she just looked at it and was like mortified and that's when it was a my brother's entire name 
in well can't really say my brother's name in spanish but the whole thing mm-hmm. came out and i just remember walking out of the room but he and i did have a fight about it before i i called my mom over because he was like mm. but that that was logical and i'm like no it's not this is not a bedpan mm. like and i had to sleep next to this like pot of piss for a <laughs> month like if I knew the nasty words to use at that time, he probably would have gotten a lot more. Yeah. But I just remember being so angry at him mm-hmm. for like months. For months. And I would just like, I, I, it got like for a week, I would not sleep at night because mm-hmm. I would just watch him. And if just I heard see him. If he would pee? Well, like if he got up, I would just get up and be like, you go to the bathroom, nasty. <laughs> like. Don't pee any, any, I literally, any, anything that you could pee in or deposit Uh anything in, I took out of our bedroom. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Like, I was so annoyed. I peed in my sister's room once, um, but I was half asleep and my parents were doing construction on the bathroom on the second floor. And so I thought that my sister's bedroom was the bathroom because it was like right next door. Um, but um, but she woke me up in the middle of it and like took me to the bathroom. I just I can't imagine. I'm like the reason I asked, did your mom smell it? Because like I know if like it had even crossed my mind to do something like that, my mother would. It like my mother had this weird. It wasn't weird. It was it was um it was like a like how what they call a woman's intuition. Like Sixth sense or something. Yeah. If I even thought about doing something like that and actually like followed through with it, she would have been in my room the next day for any reason she could have thought of, and she would have found mm-hmm. it and shamed me for it. So like I'm yeah. just also she would have smelled it. We believe that my mother had an eye in the back of her head because she would. Like, if we were behind her and we did something, she would know. Yeah. But, like, she always got it right. And she told us, oh, yeah, I have an eyes in the back. No, you know what? She had those big, huge, like, 80s glasses, mm-hmm. right? That had, like, so she could basically see a reflection. Oh. She had, like, fucking side view mirrors. Oh. I had, yeah. I had sunglasses like that mm-hmm. when I was little. That's how my mother saw me. The one and only time I stuck my tongue out at her. She saw it. She in the... saw me, and then turn. She was feeding me, and she goes, "Oh, you you have something on your uh, on your tongue. Let me see." And I, you know, stuck my tongue out, and she had a washcloth and held it. And she goes, "Now, do you like sticking your tongue out? We can make it permanent." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh." <laughs> yep. Wow. Work. Never again. Um, what do you got for me? I mean, it's like that's just a shitty, and I just don't know what to ask you. You had one picked out. I did. Fine. Um, I didn't know we were going off script. But anyway, did you have a favorite treat you like to buy for yourself at the grocery store or the city shop? Okay. I'm going to take it in a different direction. So the ice cream man in my neighborhood, right? So, oh, I like this story. I I had a special um, – the special relationship sounds very pedophile. You did? I was a, I was a very loyal customer to the ice cream man. So what he would do is I would hear the music as he was coming down my street and I would grab all of the change in my brother's room, um, which he did not find out about until much later. And I would run outside and he would park in my driveway. And so I would walk up with this six flags cup full of change and I would be like, okay, I need two chip witches and this and that. And I would just like sit there and uh and just like rattle off my order and then be like how many quarters do you want from me and then just like count them out for him and it was a very like 
you know, like, you know, me and like I was his best customer. Mm -hmm. I just my parents used to love telling the story of the that that the ice cream man would park in our driveway because it's kind of funny when you think about it. It is very funny. And he didn't do that for any of the other kids. He would slow down like if he saw you um, like flagging him down, he would like slow down and park on the street. Because we had like a very, I grew up on a street that was very wide and there was lots of street parking. So he didn't need to pull into the driveway. Mm -hmm. I feel like he was doing that to give me like, you know, personal, like to to make me feel like I was a valued customer. You were probably the most profitable customer. Oh, for sure. Anymore. And you would have gotten like, you know, like the ice cream equivalent of a Birkin bag. Right. All the ice cream you bought. It's weird because I remember... Like, I remember all of these other things, you know, how they had popsicle or they were like popsicles or whatever they were. And they had um, like there was one that was a frog with eyes and the eyes. Oh, my God. Yes. Gumballs were gumballs. Mm -hmm. I never got one of those or the the ice cream cone that had a gumball at the bottom. I never I never ventured toward any of that weird shit. I was always like you need like gumballs in your ice cream. I right. never understood. That. I never That's understood that either. But I remember, I just remember never being interested in those. And every other kid in the neighborhood wanted the, uh, the Choco Taco, for example. I was never interested in that. Oh, I so had weird that once and it was fun. It was weird. I remember the Taco it was, Bell were better. It, it was like, um, Taco Bell doesn't sell Choco Tacos. Yes, do they? they did. At a certain point, they had their, really? they had their own, it wasn't called the Choco Taco, uh-huh. but it was some sort of like, ice cream sandwich and a chocolate taco it was delicious i never remember enjoying that because the um the the cone it was basically like an ice cream cone shaped like a taco the cone was always stale i thought it always it wasn't tasted like a like chocolate it was stale one yeah it was it was, it was like, like a waffle cone it was a waffle cone and it was mm-hmm. fresh out of the package but the way it tasted it made it taste like a stale waffle cone like a soft soggy stale um. waffle cone I never liked it. Um, But then I I found um, my life changed the day that I found Mr. Softy. Oh. Because, you know, as 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 many different versions of uh, Mr. Softy's the one. Right. As many different versions of popsicles and whatever ice cream as the ice cream man could have. He didn't hold a candle to a dipped Mr. Softy. Like, get out of here with that. You ever get a double dip? Probably where it. I love my favorite. If it if, runs together on me, because I also live near a Dairy Queen, like a standalone um, Dairy Queen that was like an old farm, like farmhouse looking thing mm-hmm. that just we could served always. Ice cream. My grandparents lived on the 14th floor of their building in the projects in Spanish Harlem, and we could hear the Mr. Softie, and we only had Mr. Softies in in my grandmother's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only ever seen Mr. Softies in like in the city. Yeah, it's in the outer boroughs where you get the other ones. But I, I, if 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 I was allowed to splurge, mm-hmm. right? Because normally it was just a a cone. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, you know, if you'd been extra good or there was more money, you got to get sprinkles or whatever. But if it was a really, you know, I don't know, you did something good or there was a little more money, you could get a double dip. And so mm. it was a cone that had two. Like two heads. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And, That's what I thought it was. And you had the option of getting it dipped in cherry on one side or strawberry and chocolate on the other. And if you were lucky, the Mr. Softy truck would have banana occasionally. 
A banana dip? A banana dip. I've only had it once in my entire life because I've never seen another so- Mr. Softy Truck habit. And it was very yummy. Mm. Anyway. I still remember the night that um, I think we went to the movies in Union Square and there was a Mr. Softy outside the movie when um, when we were leaving. And you walked over very like, <laughs> and <laughs> and you were like, can I have whatever? And you ordered something, some monstrosity. And then we got in an Uber and went home with it. And I was like, you're really going to eat this big, messy ice cream in the back of this random person's car? Like, that's so rude. During the time I... I- Got an Uber home, an Uber home when I was working in Queens with two ice cream cones for us, and it oh, and it occur- melted. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I I got him home, didn't dirty the seats, but yeah, don't don't ice cream an Uber. It's so weird because I definitely I, I spent a lot of time eating ice cream as a child, but I don't remember like the 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 um the ice cream truck was like a very foggy memory compared to the like the homemade ice cream place we would go to for like that's a delicious place for special events and stuff and their brownie sundae was the shit but it was also a monstrosity like it was you and i couldn't even finish one right i used to order that every time we went there when i was a child would you finish it oh hell yeah oh my god i mean i was like you know ready to throw up when i was done but i i ate every single bite and I wouldn't even dare, like, if we went there tomorrow, I wouldn't dare order it because it's too much food. Mm-hmm. Far too much food. Yeah. I miss those days. Well, mm. that was fun. That was fun. Um, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, uh, we're excited about some stuff. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And before we get into I'm so excited. Mm. We just want to talk about something real quick. So there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Haley Bailey or Halle Bailey. Sorry. I just, I I don't, why do I want everything to rhyme? Um, So there's been a lot of controversy or not controversy. There's been a lot of assholes on the internet talking about how they want a white little mermaid Mm -hmm. and Halle Bailey from Chloe and Halle also from the show grown no, not Gronish. Gronish. Gronish, yes. Yeah. Sorry. There's lots of issues and I, I got them confused. So um, she's been cast as Ariel in the live action version of The Little Mermaid. And personally, personally, I'm excited that they cast her because I'm thinking about like all the little kids who are going to look at The Little Mermaid and be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I see my like all of these black little kids are going to be like, oh, I see myself in this sh- yeah. in this movie. But as the queer person who is you know, anxiously awaiting their, their announcement of who's going to play Ursula. I'm more interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not totally whatever. I'm happy for Hallie. 
Um, and I have another question that I guess I'll ask later, but there has been another, there's been a whole bunch of like hubbub on the internet about her playing the little mermaid. And it's, it's, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's disgusting. It's, um, especially them. So I was reading more about it today and uh, other than like reading the actual comments, I actually read like an article about it and mm-hmm. this profusion of people using the hashtag not my Ariel. And it's like, you know, enough. Like it is, it is all these like, uh, th- I, one thing was like, well, Hans Christian Anderson was white and he describes her as having white skin and blue eyes. She's Nordic. And it's like, it's a fucking mermaid. Like, first of all, if we're being really true to the fairy tales, mermaids are ugly, scary, scaly, green creatures. Right. And they don't exist. So a mermaid can look however the fuck we want it to look. Right. And if we want Ariel Ariel to be portrayed by a young black actress who... Who has an, a phenomenal voice, Exactly. Who cares? Even... Ariel herself came out and made a statement about it. Like the woman who voiced Ariel. Oh, really? Yes. She goes, it doesn't matter. She goes, it's about the spirit of the character and staying true to the spirit of the character. She goes, I'm old. She goes, so I'm old and I still sing part of your world at like Comic Cons and and all that. She goes, so by that token, uh, you, you know, sorry, by that logic, then I should no longer be representing ariel either because i don't look like a young you know red-headed girl anymore like you know that was her whole point it's like well i don't look like ariel either right so then should i not be singing the songs anymore she's like so who cares who's I, cast as ariel i just don't understand the people who are like oh this is ruining my childhood like um like, no but you no. know what there there are there there are children right now especially in in this climate that are feeling more cast aside than ever before. And again, not that everything has to be done to be inclusive or, you know, like, cause they're all every, all the people who are essentially just being racist. Like, let's be honest. Right. You know, they're just like, well, it's not tradition. Tradition is just another word for white supremacy in this country. Yep. Okay. Any traditional values means women in the kitchen, white men only, you know, no queer people, no black people in this country, because I can only speak on this country. Right. That is what that means. And that word is very loaded. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your childhood, fine. I grew up with Ariel too, but I wasn't really paying attention to what she looked like. Yeah. So like, who cares? Mm-hmm. I also love the people who are like, um, oh, but she can't have red hair. And then people are like, well, Hallie's had red hair. In fact, here are photos of her with red dreads. I would live if Hallie Bailey <laughs> had red dreads as Ariel. Can you picture? Okay. Like, can amazing. you just close your eyes for one second and just like picture the moment at the very end of part of your world when she's like when she's coming up mm-hmm. on the rock and the on the um the, the water, water all like swooshes just and... imagine how beautiful that moment would be with her with like bright red locks yeah like, or, or not <sighs> like the thing is they were it talking about not... it on the, i was listening to the read today and they were talking about that and i'm like god i hope they do that, that it would, would just so be cool. Like, like it would just look beautiful and also to give a young actress an opportunity <laughs> like this to basically 
occupy space yeah. in such an iconic role. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I, what I honestly think we should not, we should not be worried about a black actress playing Ariel. In fact, we shouldn't even be worried about who's playing Ursula. I just think we should be worried about the entire enterprise because not for nothing, but Disney's like reimagining of their like cartoons as live action movies is not going so well. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still sort of holding my breath for the Lion King because I don't, I don't feel good about it. It's like what I said earlier. We have an animated one, and I get it. It's not always inclusive, but it's like, can we think of something, something else? Y- 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. to like a new story, mm-hmm. not something recycled. I hope that this goes very well, and more importantly, like you said, I hope they pick the right Ursula mm. because, like, Ursula's where it's at. Who's your? Who is your your number one pick for Ursula? Because no, mine know. mine was Queen Latifah, but the more I see it, the more I want Titus Burgess to play Ursula. I would love I, that. I don't know because for me, it's really always been about the voice. The voice of Ursula is so iconic, mm-hmm. and like the it's animation. Like the thing is, of all the characters, Ursula, it's like a purple skinned octopus. Yeah, like. Who only has six tentacles, by the way. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but 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 like, whose voice? I don't know. It's just like there's one voice for Ursula. That's like the hard part for me. Mm. Like it's so identified with... Um, Pat Carroll? Pat Carroll. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And considering it was written for B. Arthur to begin with. Mm. Like, and she said no. Let's have Jackie Beat player. <gasps> that would be amazing. Okay, or, there we go. Or Pissy Miles. Or Pissy Miles. And Pissy does an amazing amazing poor unfortunate souls i i think what they need to do is they need to have the like narrow it down to 10 actresses right or 10 Mm -hmm. actors and then have them all sing poor unfortunate souls and they don't even have to sing the whole thing Mm -hmm. just the part where there's that key change Mm -hmm. put it out there and then we get to vote like a dread suicide no like Like pick 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 the winner we get we the audience get to pick the winner i mean i think you know what just make (laughs) just make ursula cgi character like just Please, let's just take... That would be weird because everyone else is sort of like, well, oh, and it is true that um, Aquafina is playing Scuttle. That is like official. I'm very excited right, about ama- that. <laughs> but, but see, and the thing is like, uh, like with characters like the, um, like the eels, again, there's, there's a lot of liberty that you can take with it because they were just sinister. Yeah. You know, so why not make them sinister and funny, which I'm mm. sure she can do. But like Ursula, Ursula is so specific. Mm-hmm. It is a very specific character. And that's where I think the whole movie, y- you know, not like, you know, not, not, not pushing aside the importance of Ariel, of course, but like you need to get Ursula right. You need to get Flounder right. And you need to get Sebastian right. Mm, true. Because they they move the story along. I think that we're going to have a better idea of, or at least I'm going to feel better about The Little Mermaid once I've seen The Lion King. And don't get me wrong, I've seen the trailers. I almost cried the first time they showed Baby Simba. So I'm like, I'm in. You know, like The Lion King is one of the few movies that I could watch it right now and I would cry. At like yeah. several different specific I can't moments watch in the it movie. Of that. It's far right. too sad. I was watching it one day when you were at home, and I had to leave the room mm-hmm. right right before Mufasa dies. I had to leave the room. It's um, so depressing. So, but like 
So I am excited to see this movie. I just, I'm curious as to how they're going to deal with this being a quote unquote live action movie and it being a bunch of CGI animals and if it like works out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for it either way, but I hope it's, I hope it's amazing. I really want it to be amazing because like you said, all of their other live action versions haven't really been that great. Yeah. That being said, in the cartoon, the little mermaid gets her legs. She can't talk. Right. And then, Oh, and then Ursula has to turn into a white lady for mm-hmm. a hot minute to go and marry Prince Eric. Right. And so the white lady she turns into is named Vanessa and she looks like the little mermaid. Does she look just like her? She looks very similar to her. Only she has black hair and is a little tan. If I'm not mistaken, I don't remember. I just remember being like, wait, that person looks just like the little mermaid. Am I wrong in that? No, because that's often what I feel. And, oh, I think it's the same face. I think it's the same face in the cartoon. So my question then becomes, since they have cast Hallie to play the Little Mermaid, are they going to cast Chloe? Wait. Chloe. Chloe. Sorry. I had a brain fart for a second. Are they going to cast Chloe to play Vanessa? That's what I want to know, because I think that would be fucking cool. Very close to one another. You're obviously talking about Ariel and yeah. I'm Vanessa. sorry. I'm okay, I'm, just I'm, making sure. I'm I'm doing reconnaissance. Yeah. Um, Can I see? Because I I may I may just be. I mean, they, having a brain fart of my own. Oh, how do I do this? Well, just show me the photo. I know there's not like an exact side by side, but I feel like you know it's fine. I know what the Prince Eric I'm, is a simple man. So yeah. You just show him. You show him a similar. Yeah. Definitely you know, a, a similar woman. I honestly I think that's what the what I. I think that would be really cool. I think that would be amazing. Because um, they're not really twinsies. It's more like a similarity. similarity. You're talking about Ariel and, 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 and Vanessa. Yeah. But I like the, like, it's a nice, it's a cool twist. I think that would be really fun. You know? Yeah. Because they've never, as far as I know, um, Hallie and, or Chloe and Hallie, they've never done stuff separately. No. It's always been together. Yeah. So I think that would be a really cool way to keep mm-hmm. that tradition alive, even yeah. though we just whatever but i just don't i don't know i don't i don't know who could be because it has to be like well on the read um kid fury said that uh ginger minge would be a good idea and then he showed a photo of her to to crystal and crystal was like yeah that's ursula which i i I agree with and she has the because ursula was kind of raunchy and like you know i just Titus would do such a fucking good he job. He would, but they would he never would do, do it. such a good job. I feel like Octavia Spencer could do it. But Octavia Spencer's almost too cheery. Like, almost has like a, like... She can sing, though, right? She's been in, in musicals and stuff. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I don't care. Just play Pat Carroll. Just play for Pat that one Carroll. song. Just play the song she can lip sync. Oh, my God. I don't care. It really comes down to, like, the physicality and, like, you know, when they're speaking and the body language. It's all about body language. Um, Wait, what is it? And don't forget the importance the of body, body language. language. <laughs> you sounded like Kasha Davis when you do. Let's have Kasha That's Davis. Kind of what she's doing, Let's have though. Kasha Davis in That could work. Ariel. <laughs> Wow. I didn't know Paul Lind was going to play Ursula. I Jesus. mean, but like, you know, I be- I believe that Paul Lind and Kasha Davis are very distant cousins vocally. Um anyway, we've gone off the rails with this. Just people stop being assholes about it. 
Yeah, get over yourself. Like, come this on. Is, this is progress. This is what progress tastes I like. Just, I can I am, I am like, mm. I'm. My mind Yummy. is blown by, by, by this. It's like, well, the new, wow. the new controversy surrounding Disney is that they're not putting Mushu in the Mulan uh, live action film. They're not. They're not because they're deciding to take a more traditional take on. Uh, on Mulan's story because Mulan is a, like a real person. Oh yeah, they, I didn't I didn't know it was a real. Like, they they did such a um like a non traditional offensive take for the cartoon, so they're like removing all of the the little elements that made the movie offensive and doing a more respectful. But Mushu was turn. A lot of fun. Okay, I mean, it, you know. I mean, I'm going to be very honest with you. Mulan was never my cup of tea. I I, I only I've watched seen that it movie once. one time, and I saw it in Spanish. The only thing I remember of class. all of Mulan is when Mushu says, "My baby's all grown up and saving China." Literally, that is the only thing I oh remember. My God. I remember uh, one of the old ladies saying, um, "Wow, who spit in your bean curd?" And I thought it was the funniest thing ever, that's, especially in Spanish. That, Imagine that's horrendous. Yeah. So I've only seen it once, so I don't really that I've only seen it once too, and that line left a like a deep mark. <laughs> um, it's time for I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me siento muy excited. <laughs> yes. So this week we are so excited about the uh netflix series bonding yes um i believe it's seven episodes yes it's a a seven episode uh kind of web series format um show much in the same way that that special was yes um and it's about this woman who ropes (laughs) her uh high school best friend into being her assistant um Gosh, I just lost my chain of thought. She's a dominatrix who ropes. There we go. That's where I was going with that. She's a dominatrix by night, a psychology student by day, Mm -hmm. who ropes her best friend into being her assistant. And then hilarity ensues. It's a really good show. It really is. It it really... I wasn't sold based on the first episode, but then this past long weekend, we went back and watched Mm -hmm. the whole thing, and it was really great. And I'm excited for another season. It's quite good. Yeah. And, like, I'm I'm liking more and more this... um, kind of web series length that's what i meant web series length like format for each episode because mm-hmm. it forces the the people who are making or you know the the filmmakers or whatever to um to get to the point faster thank you there we go yeah and and i like that because it's while it's nice to have a lot of the extraneous stuff there sometimes to kind of like build out things when it's done well i feel like you get everything you need right and it's just as good. And I really enjoy this. It's really solid. And whether, you know, they choose to, to, to do a second series, a second season or not, it was also ended in a way that there could be more or there couldn't. There has to be more. You know, it was it like it, it, the story was just so captivating. There mm-hmm. definitely needs to be a second season to that. Yeah. And, you know, comparing it to the other show that we begrudgingly, begrudgingly watched all you know before we continued oh, this one that that show was 10 hours of torture i mean we could just say what it is oh yeah so we had started what if and i was not thrilled by it because the story the story while the story is sinister it's not 
but the acting is not very good. The dialogue is terrible, horrendous. And also the cat, like the, the choices that these characters make, it's like, what are you doing? They spent all their money on Renee Zellweger. Well, like writing, costuming, like, I just want her. I don't know about costuming. Because I'll like- be honest with you, a lot of her costumes look like they came from JCPenney. And that's mm-hmm. okay. She still looked amazing. But um, given the amount of money that this woman is supposed to have, why, why don't we have a red bottom? You know what I mean? Like sometimes people with a lot of money don't buy those shoes. It doesn't matter. On Martha's, TV they do. Martha Stewart buys Louboutins and has the bottoms resold in black. Wow. Because she likes the shoes, but she thinks But when was sacky. the last time you saw Martha Stewart's shoes? You never pay mm-hmm. attention to them. They're for her. That's the other thing. Mm, okay. So. Um, well, anyway, the what if was terrible. <laughs> Stay far away. You the know thing what is, it was? What, what kept us interested, it was the fact that the story, the, the plot was so sinister that we wanted to find out how it ended and it wasn't worth it. We spent 10 hours watching this terrible show just to find mm-hmm. out how it ended. And it was ridiculous. Watch like it was a decent just, proposal. Oh, Indecent Proposal is so like, much better. And honestly, th- this also gave me, like... I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey was horrendous in and of itself. Yeah. But this was, like, mass mar Like, I don't know, like, PG-13, Fifty Shades of Grey. It reminded me of... In its tone. It reminded me, in the late 90s, early 2000s, all of these movie studios were trying to capitalize off the uh, the success of Cruel Intentions, right? Mm. And so they came out with all of these, like, poor, like, poorly written, poorly acted uh, movies. Oh, the movie was called The In Crowd. I remember it. Okay. They came out with all of these movies where it was like, a bunch of people, a bunch of teenagers with money, and then they kill like one of the poor teenagers, and then they have to figure out how to cover up the crime. Very, I know what you did last summer, basically, which was also, you know, poor, poorly acted, poorly, whatever. Well, oh, but it was fun. Sure. Um, so there were a bunch of movies like that, and that's what What If reminds me of. Mm-hmm. All of these like weird, uh, just like, like, B like like B movies, but in the suspense category, just bad. Yeah, it was strange. It also had some like Silence of the Lamb, Lamb, blah, 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 blah. Silence of the Lambs vibes toward the end. Sure, you know, like sure. especially like you know the very end. Sure, very similar. Um, I just <sighs> it was disappointing. It, it was, was terribly disappointing. She was great. Renee Zellweger was great. I didn't know she was capable of this. Yeah. Um, but. Everything else was just, like yeah. you said, not yeah. very good. But it's not, uh, Renee Zellweger's performance in it is not worth watching. Like, it's not, it doesn't save No, it the doesn't rest save it. the it show. It, it's all. fun to watch. Yeah. But you could go without it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, with that, we, uh, we have a cute little announcement. Yes. So, we're going to be taking a break for the rest of July. Yes. Um, so, that's just two weeks uh, because we are preparing for and we'll be going away on vacation to las vegas for a week at the end of july so we will be back uh with new content on july 31st oh i thought we were gonna say august 7th we will be back with new content on august 7th which technically is three weeks yes so we're gonna okay i'll start over but i'm okay with that yeah so as long as you're okay with that i thought we were gonna come back in august i mean we can well but let's do that (laughs) 
I love how we had this conversation and now we're having it again. I misunderstood the assignment. Um, You said you wanted to take a break for the rest of July. mm -hmm. July 31st is still in July. July. I know. I hadn't thought about that. Let's just, let's come back on the 31st. Yeah, we're going to come back on the 31st. These are our intern. These are the conversations we have off the air that. We had it on the air this time. Surprise. BTS. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be back with new content on July 31st. Yes. And we might even do an episode with Favi while we're in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. You never know. Yeah. Um, Well, yes. You were about to say something. I was going to do that. Great. Okay. So that brings us to the end of another episode. We're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. So until next time. Bye. Bye.